You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob. We are here with Ty Bo and Sean back after a super wild card weekend. Um, back at it again with the football talk. All right. That's ball. Swing and a miss. All right. Uh, it's possible that we have seen some last games of the season, last games of careers, last games with the teams that they are currently at. But before we it's get to... It's not possible that we've seen the last game of the season. But yeah. Last game of the season for certain players, sir. God. You're uh-huh. right, Tybo. Come on. Before we get too far... You get it right, <laughs> <laughs> Into <laughs> yeah, my top five. <laughs> Get into it. <laughs> Go for it, man. So uh, this could be uh, this could be a part two from one of my uh, top fives from a little while ago. I ranked my top five gas stations. Coming at you now with the top five gas station snacks. <clears throat> Sorry, there's one in particular gas station that has a lot of my bias. Uh, my honorable mention is all the hot roller foods from QT. The buffalo chicken dicks, the taquitos, the egg rolls. <laughs> Love them. Can we, can we go back to that one? What? <laughs> buffalo chicken what? Buffalo chicken dicks. Okay. What, what else I are just, they? Like, no, I just wanted to make sure I heard you right. That's all. <laughs> That's how I've always... Uh, nomered those buffalo chicken things because I mean I I don't even think it's real chicken so it's it is what it is it's buffalo chicken breading over some sort of white meat but (laughs) just throwing pauses at you left and right Uh, but actually into the top five this is the snack that I think it's very polarizing people like it people hate it but I'm going cheddar munchies. I'm I'm fine with the pretzels in there. I love cheese flavored snacks. What's not the love for me? Nothing. I love it. Okay. Moving on to number four. Fine. It's great after you have some of this. The cheddar jalapeno Cheetos. A thousand times better than flaming hot Cheetos. R.I.P. But cheddar jalapeno Cheetos, I mean, they just hit every time. Every single time. Number three. Something else that hits every single time. Uh, Shout out Longboards uh, in the KC Northland area. Uh, They were the first place that I saw this sold regularly. But the Crunchies Sweet Onion Hawaiian Style Chips. I think they're... Are they kettle cooked? Sean? Yep, pretty yeah, sure. They are kettle cooked. Uh, but just... I, I don't even think it just tastes like a sweet onion chip. Like, there's something else that they do to this. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's sexually related. But the this, this shit just is fire. 
okay? Crunchy's brand sweet onion Hawaiian style chips. Absolutely fantastic. Could have been, could have easily been number one on this list if I didn't have other preferences. Number two for me, definitely not a popular choice. I, I don't think anybody else I know besides actual pickle lovers that are going to have this in their top five. The sliced, not the whole pickle, the sliced hot pickles in the little baggies that they're starting to snell, sell now. The snacks. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what they are. Oh, my God. Dude, the, the wife came home with those one day, and I just tore into, like, seven bags. They make pickles. It's very peas. easy to do because pickle there's pea not pods a whole lot too. in there. Like, oh. I know I'm spending more than I'm getting my monies oh. out of, but, like, it don't matter. I think you can go to Walmart and, like, buy the box, like an actual box of them. Can you? Yes. <laughs> I might have to do that. They do pickled but, peas, too. They're also... I have had those. Those are pretty good. Uh, but the, the full pickles taste different. They're not the same as the sliced. There's a different flavor with the sliced, but neither here nor there. That's my number two. Number one, it's my sweet tooth option. And I literally get this every time I'm on the road again. No, I'm <laughs> okay. This is, this is because I went to school in Cape Girardeau. This is a, generally a St. Louis snack. Most people in Kansas City hardly know that it's a thing. But gooey butter cake squirts. Don't shake your head. Gooey butter cake squares. They it, at Quick Trip, they're over. They're usually over by the uh, the teas and coffees um, with like the breakfast bars and stuff like Cliff Bars. But the the quality of these have dipped in the past couple of years to me, and they're still my number one. It's like it just looks like a golden brownie. That's really all it looks like. But the the flavor is just immaculate. It's like the nectar of the gods were used to make these little squares like nothing and they're like that big so a little disappointing with the size of them but it just it takes me back every time that's my top five gas station snacks because stone cold said so i don't know how i feel about your number one the the crunchies chips we talked about i've never heard of those before so i'm definitely gonna have to give those a try they have many different brands. But have you I ever guess. had gooey butter cake before? Like, like heard of in it. general? Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. My Kansas City friends usually don't know what I'm talking about because it's a St. Louis snack. You can stay in St. And Louis. Cape Girardeau is a college town full of St. Louis kids. So naturally, they had to include. I don't know what the brand name is, but the, the, the same gooey little butter cake squares are always at. I mean, it's the same brand at every gas station. It's at it's at Rhodes. It's at Quick Trip. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen a different brand out there. It's just the one brand, but I don't know the name of it. It's not like a Hostess. It's not Little Debbie. It's something that's like its own thing. But I mean, to die for. Well, I'll I'll be the judge of that. Well, listen, folks, we don't have a bun. We don't really have much news. Most of the teams are out. Teams are doing things behind closed doors. Um, we've already got some interviews going on. I mean, some of the biggest news that we've got, uh, Micah Parsons went down in a game on Monday. 
Uh, we don't know how extensive the injury is. He, I believe he came back. I yeah. don't, uh, he, he did come back, but obviously they're going to have to look into that this week um, and see, see kind of how we're going. Um, McCole Hardman for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been out uh, since I believe November 6th was the last game that he played. Uh, he is not practicing this week the way Andy Reid likes to run his teams. He's not going to be back uh, anytime before the Super Bowl. Um, so that's the way it's going to go. We've got a lot of interviews going on. Uh, we talked about Jim Harbaugh, Dan Quinn, uh, uh, Sean Payton. Uh, Eric Bieniemy has had quite a few, um, even Matt Nagy of the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's a lot of names being thrown around. One name that can be officially removed is Jim Harbaugh. He has decided that he will be going back to Michigan. So he is out in in uh, Carolina, in, in Denver, anywhere else that's been looking at Jim. He is going back home. Um, so good for him. Uh, you can't get more happy than happy. Um, but other than that, man, there's not a ton of news that's going on. We'll have to wait this week to kind of see what's going on with injuries. And we'll be, we'll be back with on, on, uh, on Friday with some news. Uh, but there was a lot of games that happened. And – we thought about coming to you uh, uh, the other day with uh, with our boring sideline reporter from Sean uh, and a little bit of the 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 mad redneck to to tell you what was going on with the game. But we figured uh, in respect of Tom Brady and thinking it was going to be his last game, uh, we, we'd give a little reprieve uh, because it was probably going to be bad. And I wanted to make sure that Tyler would have his thoughts collected and be just mad enough for you. Uh, not during the game. So, hey, Tyler, what'd you think of the game? Wait, boys. I don't look mad now, do I? Because you know why? Number one, Tom Brady, sit your ass down, boy. That was beautiful to watch. Number two, the goddamn Chargers, they charge. It is what it is, boys. The Goldie Hawn and his and his band of stuff I can't say no more. They're gonna be playing the Chiefs. So that kind of pisses me off. Like, why the hell do we have somebody like that in the playoffs with us? It's not even worth our time. If you know what I'm saying. It's not worth our time. But it went the way we expected. It's playoff football. The games are pretty good, okay? Them games were damn good. Giants-Vikings went the way I expected. Ravens-Bengals went the way I expected. There was lots of drama in the Bengals-Ravens game. But overall, I'm happy. I'm not – I ain't mad. I ain't mad. How happy are you that everything. Tom Brady is gone? He better be. Well, I'm going to be real pissed off if that motherfucker comes back again. Okay? We can't kill him. We can chop his head off, but he still moves. He's a zombie. I don't know. How do you feel about Justin Herbert solidifying his spot as the top five or the number five in the worst Chargers quarterbacks ever? That's the shit I'm happy about. Real happy. Does Josh Allen have a stupid face? You just had to mention something to tick me off, goddammit. Yeah. 
He's he's like a child, but throws the football well. Shit's annoying. What 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 was Mike McDaniel smoking on the sideline? <laughs> that shit funny. You can't be doing that with the cameras around. Like, come on. Be a little bit more discreet about that. But meth? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I do know I that shit's fun, so I could he he I mean that gets you up and in, it makes you think different. You know, that's he came close to winning that game too. I bet you that's what he was smoking. What was your favorite game from the weekend, Tyler? Last night. Ain't no two ways about it. A team from Texas got a big W, and it was over Tom Brady. And it should be his last game. We can say bye-bye, Thomas. Well, Tyler, I know you're busy. Do you have any other final thoughts from Wild Card Weekend. If the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl better come back to Big D, boy. That's America's team. But go Chiefs, but, you know, maybe the Cowboys too. That's all I got. Thank you, Tyler, for that for that recap of the weekend. Uh, <laughs> he was watching some interesting games, man. Uh, man. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll start off. Uh, that's not Tom Brady's final game. Definitely not. It's not. It's his it's final his game, final game in Tampa. Game in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his final game. In, now he looked awful. I don't know if there's going to be another team really willing to pick him up. He has played horrific all year long. Given the, they they've had some issues. Um, but. Tom Brady, maybe to uh, – they're definitely looking around at a couple places, but Vegas is one. The 49ers have called around. Um, there's probably a couple other places, and he's not going to go anywhere that's not in win-now mode. So I would almost say that Vegas would be out of the question. Minnesota. Minis- Their defense is ass. I would say Minnesota's more looking at Lamar Jackson. Derek Most Carr. likely, Aaron Rodgers. Almost anybody else. Literally anybody else. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, lots of speculation that that was last that was Kirk Cousins' last game in the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, it has to be. I would. I mean, you would. You would have to think so. There's no way that. I, I mean, you, you. Congratulations for like coming back and making it a game down what seventeen nothing, but. Not good by Kirk. He's got to be granted the defense we've talked about and harped on is 32nd in the league, but be better. Souls cash cousins. He is too damn old to be making plays like that. A check down in fourth and eight. Where else is he going to go? Do something no one else. else is open. No one else is open. Give Justin Jefferson a shot. I mean, I don't disagree, but it everybody else, everybody's double. That's tripping. definitely better than a check. Though. Yeah. At least it's no. past the first down marker. I, 
I do agree with with uh, with Kurt Warner, who reviewed that play on Twitter and 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 said that that was the right call. I mean, there was you can throw it up and and maybe maybe there's a play, or you can throw it down to T.J. Hawkinson and he's one on one, and you got to hope that dude can break a tackle that he's done all year. I mean, at when everybody else is double and triple covered and you have a tight end who's on a smaller sized linebacker, Travis Kelsey's making that 10 out of 10 times. TJ Hawkins is not Travis Kelsey. <laughs> no. Uh, you wait for those fucking tweets to come out there, boy. They are going to come out at the beginning of next season. Everybody is going to be riding TJ Hawkinson. He's going to be the new tight end that everybody tweets about that says, oh, he's uh, he's better than 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 Travis Kelsey, much like we get the tweets every year that it's the Chargers year. Well, they, now that, that I guess maybe because he's like the, the closest. Nah, I mean, not even, especially after this year. Like Maybe, no, maybe like that's the tight end that comes there. out of this conversation because nobody else is really an argument because Mark, Mark Andrews went bye-bye this year. Irrelevant. George Ultimate. Kittle had, uh, uh, what, a 700-yard year? 800? Yeah. Like, it's, it's not be touching Travis Kelsey's stats. And I, every, I can't even argue that if it's like a an injury thing. Like, Ever since George Kittle started first getting compared to Travis Kelsey, his numbers have plummeted every year. <laughs> not surprised. Well, it's, so, I think last so this year is a little bit better than the last couple of years. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, but it's still from what he had in his peak year. Travis has done that every year, and Kittle has not come close to that ever again. Speaking of that and, game, yeah, Brock Purdy, man, is he for real now? I was just about to ask that question. I don't know, man. Mr. Irrelevant. We talked. We we talk about Jalen being a product of the system that is there in Philadelphia, and not saying that. Uh, I think a lot of people get that one misconstrued. It's not that Jalen isn't good; it's that we believe a lot of people believe that Jalen is helped out by the system. He has the skill sets to be able to to strive wherever he goes, but with the system, he is that good. I think in in san francisco like it's the system and he's throwing for for hundreds of yards two three 250 plus damn near every game but also the yards after catch for brock purdy in the in the 49ers is astronomical so would you give that more to the coaching with kyle shanahan or would you give that to the effect of christian mccaffrey an effective running back finally in the shanahan system say it's i i would say it's the players and the system that surround him it's not necessarily specific to christian mccaffrey i mean that's that's obviously a portion but you've got debo who's been a yak machine and and george kittle who also when healthy and in is getting seven eight yards after catch you've got christian mccaffrey who does the same thing it's not just it's not just one guy it's it's the system and the team that surrounds it brandon ayuk is another one you know, yards after catch by every single player on that team. Going off that, yeah, but you saw Trey Lance in the system this year and Jimmy G in the system this year. He's the only one making these types of plays for them. That's a that's a solid point. I think I think I mean you guys know my thoughts on on Trey Lance. He's not good. This is now Brock Purdy's team. It doesn't matter. Uh Jimmy G 
washed. I don't know if he was ever really good. He was a, he was a competent quarterback. That's about it. Brock seems to be the better of the three. Um, and maybe it's just because he had, maybe he just has a larger football IQ and puts the ball in the better spots, makes the better pass. May not be always down the field, but maybe he's getting players open in the right in the right way so that they can get these yards after catch. Because they're they're not deep, they're not deep bombs that he's throwing. He doesn't have a ton of air yards. So we can't say that that uh, he's got an arm on him. He's just a smart football player. He's doing the same things that he was doing while at Iowa State. Do you have his air yards and the, the yak uh stats pulled up in front of you? Pulling them up. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't I mean this is the default answer for any quarterback if you want if you want to be you know quarterback speaky about it time will tell if he's the real deal because he doesn't have any physical attribute or any part of his game that I feel like sets him apart from other starting quarterbacks in the NFL uh, but like he's not Christian McCaffrey does bring an element to this offense that previous running backs haven't. So the system is scarier with Christian McCaffrey there. Brock Purdy, the stats are okay. They're good. They're great for a a rookie guy. Absolutely. But is he doing something special in my evaluation? No. If if you, you put him on the Texans and that team doesn't have any more wins than it does this year. I give it one more win. That's about it, though. You don't have to keep pulling those up. I was just, I was, I didn't know if you were pulling that out of your ass or if you actually had looked at, at those stats or not. Um, his differential, his air yard differential is minus 0. 0.8. Um, so it's not awful. Um, but he went, to, he went 18 for 30 in that game for a little his, bit over 300 yards. His average intended air yards is 6.7. So um, comparatively, that's that's fair. That's towards the bottom. Fair that's, enough. Uh, that, that's that's he, like he is from his the bottom. His team also rushed for five point five yards to carry. Christian McCaffrey had one hundred seventeen yards. Like the, everything that San Francisco was doing was working. You know, there was one In running back. Half. Well, just like the the stats from the whole game, like maybe like the maybe they weren't scoring as as often in the first half, but the well, Brock Purdy did not look good at all in the first half. He was struggling a lot, and then he just figured it out and went on the streak in the second. So that's more of what my question was from. Like I said, he was eighteen for thirty. Like he he had plenty of incompletions. But uh, and you you look at the offensive stats like nobody's gonna nobody's upset at, uh, I mean McCaffrey had 117. I don't remember what the team rushing stats were, but Brock Purdy th- threw for um, like 330 yards, and they scored 41 points. So the the system overall, the whole collective, like for the most part, they were doing what they wanted. And a lot of that is is up to their defense uh, and how how well they played. I mean, credit to credit to Gino and the Seahawks for sticking around for a half, but the hell did you do in the second half? 
Uh, talking about uh, completions, incompletions, let's jump to the Miami game. Skylar Thompson, 18 for 45. And honestly, can't blame the whole game on him. He should have had a, he should have had at least another 100 yards passing and at least seven more reception or uh, uh, completions because Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, absolute garbage. That was uh, rough to see for Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle not rough for I, me at all. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I quite enjoyed seeing the drop balls. Okay, Jalen um, Waddle had seven targets, but only caught three of them. I believe the four that he didn't were literally all drops. There were the first four passes to him in the game too. This and Tyreek fifteen for seven. I don't know if I've ever seen a game from him that bad. Some of them, granted, he did have some drops, but some of them were on Skylar Thompson. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying that they weren't on Skylar. Skylar is. He will be a fine backup in this league. Will be a fine backup. Fine third stringer. Fine as he as, is. As he is. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like we're only going to you in emergency. You'll be fine what? there. That's okay. <laughs> The biggest blunder of that game, and everybody's talking about it, Mike McDaniels. You get a watch. Learn how to tell some time. Quit hitting the weed pin on the sideline, dude. That was so many times in a row where they could not get lined up, ready to go in time. I'm surprised they did not have more delay games because watching it, it hit zero already. No whistle. They still got the playoff somehow. And just specifically on that last play on the fourth and one that turned into a fourth and six, that specific one, I mean, as a head coach, you've got to know where you are on the field. It was, it was reported that his team and his headset was telling him that it was a first down and he was looking at the play sheet for first down plays while it was fourth and one gave them the wrong play, then had to turn around and go, wait, what? It's fourth and one? Okay, now I got to get a fourth play down. You know, those are things as a head coach, you should already have a fourth and one play figured out before you even know if it's first down or not. You should probably have your fourth down play picked out or a couple of them picked out as the third down play is being ran. What what sucks is how, is how fast – teams tend to let go of coaches nowadays because they don't get to really, I mean, you can practice as much in practice as you want, but there's nothing like the pressure of that day and the coaches that are better at it are the coaches that have been there before. So in some sense, you can't fault him too much, but it's the nature of the game. We play or we love to watch and other uh, freak athletes play. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of speculation about his job. I don't think he deserves to go. I think he, you know, coaches got to be able to just as players, we talk about, you know, we they got to get their reps in. They got to get their experience in. That's the, how they're going to improve and get better. You know, young coaches have to go through the same type of things and they got to be, they got to be in those situations to really get that experience. His first time head coach. <clears throat> and he has absolutely changed the trajectory trajectory of what that offense brings compared to last year uh, while the defense squandered from what they had last year i mean you, 
you've got to give Mike McDaniel credit where credit is due. Yeah, I'll give him some credit, but a lot of credit to having Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the same team. Sure. And no quarterback but for a large that portion of the specific season. tandem. The the game was only decided by three points. That specific tandem of dropped passes could we could say that cost them the game. Like oh, it easily cost them the game. That cost them at least two more scores on the board, regardless if they're if they're field goals or touchdowns. That's two more scores and they win that game. Another big thing from this game that I love seeing was all of the Josh Allen turnovers. Yeah, I just I wanted to touch on that. Josh Allen has 16 fumbles, lost fumbles this season. Playoffs. I thought that was the other way around. I thought that was 16 or, interceptions, six fumbles. Sorry, it's, six. It's 22 yes. turnovers. <laughs> yes, That's 22 a lot turnovers, of fumbles, man. <laughs> 22 turnovers, but 22 of those total turnovers, eight of them came against the Miami Dolphins. That's that's a lot, man. They played them three times. <laughs> that's not that's not good. That is not boding well for Josh Allen and and the launching of his career into what everybody is calling the best quarterback in the league forgetting that Patrick Mahomes is here for some reason. Um, that I mean, is don't that ask is not... Tony Romo because he thinks he fucking wants some water. So I, he was he was bad... just slobbing all over his dick all game, dude. It was it's <laughs> you can hear the never, saliva through the microphone, dude. I've never heard an announcer go that hard at a player. It's a little bit too much, Tony. A lot too much, Tony. And now you guys know why I don't like Tony. Because he's fully torqued when he watches Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, Vanilla Vic. In New York. Going to give him get, that name? Get, I haven't given him that name. That's going around on Twitter today and on Sunday. Did he, did he run for a touchdown? I believe he, um, uh, he, he did quite a bit of running. Uh, he had 17 carries for 78 yards. Wow. 17 carries. That's more of, carries. Uh, and that, that's more carries than most of the chiefs combined in most games. This is this, this is the same guy who has a video of him falling flat on his face before scoring a touchdown. Yes. Yep. Running down the field. <laughs> Turf monsters are a thing. All right. <laughs> Funny thing about that video, actually, is he had the highest speed of any player on that run. <laughs> was the fastest speed of the season. Listen, da- Vanilla no, Vic. It, what? No, yeah. it was not. It was. No, he it's did like not. 20, it was like 24, 24 miles an hour. No, no way. I'm, I'm corroborating. Go for it. Look, look it Go up. Go ahead. Please do. Next Gen Stats. Uh, but in this game, not only did he have 17 carries and 78 yards, no touchdowns uh, rushing. He did have he did go 24 for 35, 301, and two tutties. The solid QBR of 81.2. I was for certain that this was going to be Daniel Daniel Jones's last season as a New York Giant, and all of a sudden you bring in Mike Kafka and 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 Brian Dabble. Good Lord, he he looks good. And he's got, like, 
he's got some okay receivers like Darius Slayton is fine. He drops quite a few passes. Uh, you've got Richie James, who's a little bit older. Nobody really worries about him. Where the hell has Isaiah Hodgins come from? <laughs> Guys, I'm stopping you. Okay. It was the fastest speed for a quarterback, <laughs> and it was 21, 21 miles per hour. Okay. It was not the fastest run. That specific year, that was 2020. So you're telling that me specific that- year, like Raheem Mostert, Tyreek Hill, both of those guys had faster speeds than Daniel Jones on that on that run. You're telling me Vanilla Vic is faster than Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. It was the fastest run for a quarterback that on season. That maybe run. they, maybe they didn't get, maybe they didn't get up to speed that season. But the wind that, was blowing at his back, pushing him forward. <laughs> back to my question, Sean. Where in the hell has Isaiah Hodgins come from? Out of nowhere, man. I mean, Dabble is the quarterback whisperer, so no matter who you put around him, he can do great things. It's very evident in the fact that Josh Allen did not have an interception at all last year in the playoffs, and he had two in this game this season so far. Big problem for Josh Allen not having Dabble as his Dable, whatever his name is. Who cares? Whatever his name is, he is the quarterback whisperer. He's making Daniel Jones look incredible. Does not matter who is out there that he's throwing the ball to. He's going to get the ball to them. Do we think this run this game the potential playoff run that daniel jones is about to go on is it enough that he stays on the team or is is new york still looking elsewhere i think i think it depends on the situation and who they can get i get they're not gonna you know what you have in danny dimes you're not gonna go after a rookie in the draft who isn't highly sought after. They don't have, they're not going to have a super high pick. So you're not going to worry about that. You're going to fill other positions. The only thing I would say is, is if they are in line for Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, uh, that caliber of quarterback, that would be the only time that they probably seek after it. But at the same time, I mean, you've got other areas of need that that need to be gifted. You've got receivers, you've got offensive line, you've got some spots on the defense that need to be fixed up. There's there's plenty of other options that need to be uh, filled far before you get to Danny Dimes if he can continue playing like this. Is the is the other thing. If if Dabble thinks he can keep playing like this, then no, you you got other areas you got to fill. They're definitely not signing him to a max contract though. If they're going to keep him, they're going to sign him to a team-friendly contract. If he wants to go test the waters, go do it, because I don't see any other team really giving him big numbers. Well, they've still got a fifth-year option on him as well, so. I thought they had to decide the season. Oh, maybe they – I thought they picked it up, no? I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. Nobody cares about Danny Times. <laughs> uh, so, got to be Kirk Cousins' last game. I hear a lot of Vikings fans talking about maybe – somehow getting Dalvin Cook out. This is his first full season that he has played. Uh, he looked pretty solid, but the injuries have been an issue in the past. They're like, uh, this is the best it's going to get. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and I'm I would, guy if, if I'm a Vikings fan, I start getting wor- a little worried about Justin Jefferson. Does he want to stick around? Your franchise is known for getting rid of young greats very, very early and trying to turn them around. You've done it with Chris Carson. You've done it with Randy Moss. You even did it with Stephon Diggs. Even though you won that trade, you still did that. Um, if I'm a Vikings fan, I start getting a little worried about what Chris you've Carter. Built. Yeah, sorry. Find me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, if I'm a Vikings fan, I start getting a little worried about uh, what this team might look like next season. I think they're just satisfied with having the greatest wide receivers to play the game and just having them be a part of their team for a little bit. They don't care about Super Bowls. Instead of paying them. I mean, clearly they don't care about Super Bowls. They won one 50-plus years ago. That's it. And they have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. You know who's not even the, cash even cousins. even if they're gonna just like the Chargers, even if everybody in the offseason is gonna say that they're gonna go to the Super Bowl, Kirk Cousins not gonna get you there, bud. Negative point differential doesn't get you to the Super Bowl. No, gosh, I mean, that's worst, second worst, Brad eleven plus. Second worst 11 plus one team we've seen ever in the history of the NFL. Who's the first worst? That 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 Pittsburgh team that went 11 and 0 to start the season like three years ago. The Vikings are the number one worst 13 win team ever, though. I I would say the Vikings would absolutely wipe the floor with that team. I would have loved to see a game. Okay, okay. I was just gonna say we gotta do we gotta do that. (laughs) Ben, I don't care if this is the worst defense recorded in NFL history or not. This defense is picking off Ben Roethlisberger that season at least twelve times in one game. Patrick Peterson is returning three of them, all for touchdowns. Cole's Cash Cousins is throwing for a thousand yards. And Justin Jefferson is getting 700 of them in that single game. That Pittsburgh team was so god awful. You really lean into those hyperboles there. Yeah. I like those. <laughs> On the most random hypothetical situation <laughs> that comes out of our show. What year, what year is Steelers is that? Uh well that was the year that we played them in the playoffs so that would have had to have been what the game uh, that we lost and we didn't give up a touchdown no 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 recent recent uh it would have been Ben Roethlisberger's last year second to last second to last year uh, say, was so last twenty year? was that was that twenty nineteen twenty twenty last year was his last season right. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, 2020. Yes. Yeah. So 2020, it was awful team, awful, awful team. And I would, the Vikings would beat that Pittsburgh Steelers team by at least 30. Mm. Well, would it be a noon game or would it be like a three o'clock <laughs> game? Like that all goes into effect here too. That's, that's fair. That's fair for, for, if it's at uh, noon, they are wiping the floor with the Steelers. For, for Any other time, sakes, it's gonna be close. I think it would have to be. Uh, I think it would have to be a noon game because nobody cares about Steelers or Vikings. 
Hmm. Then I have to go with the Vikings all day there. Can't disagree. Um, Lamar they didn't play us, and the Steelers didn't play us that year. No, oh, they lost year? to the Browns first round. They lost to the Browns forty-eight thirty-seven in the playoffs. Then we played the Browns in the wild card, and then we beat that's the Browns. Right. That's right. That's insane. <laughs> you want to talk about fraudulent teams? That is the most fraudulent I've ever seen. The Browns scored twenty-eight points in the first quarter of that game. That's insane. I want to go watch this game. <laughs> Just watch the first half. Game after. after Just watch the first half. Uh, Lamar is out. Uh, I I, with with his tweet and everything that came out before the game, um, you had to know he was probably done for the season. Do you? Do we think that the Ravens are going to franchise tag him? They're going to try to work a deal out if they don't get that deal done. That's the first thing they're going to do. I mean, obviously, they can't go elsewhere. Like that would lock him down. It would depend on which. So, so there's two tags that they can give, and it would depend on which one. You've got the restricted, which means that nobody else can offer. That's what we put on Orlando Brown Jr. this year. The the restricted uh, free agent tag that means that nobody else can offer you a contract. You are that team's player. Uh, regardless of whether you decide to sign it or not. Now, if you don't sign it, that means you don't play for the season. You hold out. You don't get paid. Uh, but you also can't go to any other team. Then there's the unrestricted free age or franchise tag, which means that if you sign the tag, again, if you, if you sign it, then uh, you are with that team until they either decide to trade you and you agree upon the trade. It does come with a no trade clause. Technically, you have to agree to where you're going to go. Um, or... Uh, uh, the uh, team can uh, anybody can um, offer you a contract at any point in time during the season in which case the team who holds your franchise tag has the opportunity to match I believe it's 24 or 48 hours Um, and then if they do decide to match that contract you are automatically that team's player for the remainder of the contract. If they decide not to match it, then you automatically go to the other team. Interesting. So um, uh, they, they could decide to franchise tag him. I'm not so sure they will given the full, the contract for the full year is guaranteed, fully guaranteed. Uh, and it's uh, an average of the top five quarterbacks or top five players at that position for the season, which for this upcoming year, um, I, I would have to say that's got to be Pat's somewhere like number around. five. Ever, there's there's four other guys above Pat. I'm pretty sure that's yes. And so that's got to be Wilson being one of them um, somewhere like 48 to 52 is what I would assume. And it's fully guaranteed knowing that he is his usage rates and him going down this year and last year for as long as he did, that can't be a smart move by the Ravens to franchise tag him. I just think it would be the better publicity for the NFL if Lamar goes somewhere. Like that would just be entertaining, interesting to keep track of. It'd be all it'd be way better for Lamar as well. He's gonna end up at a team that wants him and wants to build around him. His running usage goes down, which means that his injuries go down if not stop he would be the lebron james of football no he wouldn't 
moving it, teams like that. That does not make him LeBron. I wouldn't no. say like winning wise, but I'm saying as far he's, as making he's the not players from Baltimore. That's not what I'm trying to compare it to. I'm trying to compare it to LeBron starting the movement of players going elsewhere instead of staying with their teams. There's still there's still far far more um, far less player power. Brett Favre went to Minnesota before. Is gonna like you still do have to honor your contracts. It's not you you can't really force a move and, and have it work out that way. I mean he he would be a free agent. He's not he he is without contract. I wasn't going to finish that statement there because I don't know if Brett Favre went to Minnesota before LeBron went to Miami, but (laughs) he did. (laughs) Are the Bengals, we know the Bengals are, are good. And this was a divisional, this was divisional rounds where you had teams from the same division playing each other. Is this between the Dolphins and the Bills and the Bengals and the Ravens? Are these just kind of like, fluky games where they're playing against teams that that know them and know how to shut them down or is this something that maybe we should expect coming into the divisional round uh when these two teams meet (laughs) (laughs) who's going Tybo? uh i'll take it because while i'm gonna say stuff and i'm going to almost refute what i'm saying but we know the NFC is a little bit significantly weaker than the AFC this year. I the I would have said the Jaguars were the worst team in the AFC coming in. Um, I, seeding wise, I believe that's not actually possible. But I thought that they were the worst team in the AFC coming in here. But top to bottom, the AFC had better teams in the playoffs this year, and I think that the we knew the the Bengals knew and the Bills knew they were going to play tough games hard to play a team three times in a, in a, in a season regardless, but I think it's incredibly positive for the chiefs because they struggled more than I think we would have against the chargers. I know the chargers are in a, a injury situation right now. They got a lot of stuff going on, the terrible head coaching and all that. Um, but the Bengals, <sighs> Just as close as the Bills, like they, they both teams almost lost those games. If if two wide receivers in the in the Miami and Buffalo game don't drop their passes, Miami won that won that game. The the Ravens and Bengals game, there's a there was so much going on in that last little bit there. Like the the Ravens literally were fingertips millimeters away from tying it. Um, and I mean, fluke fumble that the Bengals scored on like they, that they, those are, those were incredibly close, close games and not by any means definitive or reassuring to anybody out there that they're actually better. The best team in the AFC better than us. Well, we get fireworks, Sean, this upcoming weekend when the Bengals and the bills finally play that long awaited game that we've been waiting for. Oh, absolutely. I think it's going to be very reminiscent of the Bills versus Chiefs game last year. It'll be a very high-scoring game. It'll come down to the final play. Probably leave a little bit of time on the clock for one of the quarterbacks, and they will not be able to pull off the Mahomes miracle. Nowhere close to what we did. You know what I'm going to expect for that game? Lots of turnovers, lots of sacks, 
Both quarterbacks going to go down five times. Josh Allen's going to have four interceptions. Joe Burrow's going to have two. How disgusting is it that the Chiefs are the only team that can't get to Joe Burrow? When I when I watch the other games that they play, when I see how bad that offensive line looks on a regular basis, it makes me want to put my head through a mirror and just take the broken pieces and jam it in my face. <laughs> Quite the visual there, man. It's it's the most I think it's the most frustrating thing I have to watch in football nowadays nowadays. The Bengals have beaten us three times in a calendar year. And when we play them, we literally cannot get that man down. Final game from Super Wild Card Weekend. Tom Brady dead. Just but he's dead. gonna come back like a zombie. In San Francisco? <laughs> he's dead. In he's done. In Baltimore? Miami? Maybe no. Uh, his Tampa Bay career is done, and I was wrong. We we have one more game after this. Uh, but uh, Tom Brady career in Tampa absolutely over with. And I hate to say it, the Cowboys looked good outside of their kicker. Um, Dak Prescott looked looked really good, which his best game makes my all heart year. Sad. It, what did I say? Dak Prescott has a good regular season, plays bad in the playoffs. Well, I, Prescott has a bad regular season, plays great in the playoffs. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens in the They're going to round. the NFC Championship, gonna, baby. I'm going to hold my water on this a little bit because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, basically, I mean, they, they had a, a winning record, but they are awful. Stop it. They're bad. It's Tom Brady on the other side over there, man. That's the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. It's one of the worst defenses he's ever had to play with. Thank Jesus. This is what would happen if Tom Brady had a bad Through five weeks, everybody was saying that defense was good. So, like. And then they fell off a giant cliff. After they played the Chiefs. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. We reminded them who's daddy in the regular season. The Cowboys have to play the Niners next week, don't they? They do. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to upset somebody. They have a good enough defense. And if Dak plays like this. With how disgusting they play. You said they're going to upset somebody. I said with their parents, with how disgusting they play. They're going to upset 49er fans okay. in that entire organization. Okay. <laughs> what, shall you believe? Micah Parsons is going to eat Brock Purdy a lot. We don't even know if his leg Purdy. is okay. He'll be going to play. Start him. Start him. <laughs> what are you saying about Brock Purdy? Does he need to sit or start? No, Micah Parsons is going to end all the Brock Purdy hype train right here, right now. Oh. Micah Parsons is going to start playing quarterback for the 49ers. Listen, guys, it's not it's not Thursday. We don't need to be doing pregame. Calm down. We'll, we'll see. get there. Cowboys NFC Championship game. Book it, man. Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. And the NFC man. Championship game is going to go into overtime. I hate the both of you. Don't, don't, I don't want, no. Nobody wants this. Only Dallas fans want this. I'm right. And there are no real Dallas fans out there. I work with somebody who's a Dallas fan. <laughs> you live in Kansas City. What's that tell you? They're not a real fan. I said, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. 
You're not even uh, an divisional opponent, and everybody hates you. <laughs> Tybo, how upset are you that Goldilocks came back after throwing four interceptions to throw four touchdowns? And he was like, oh, you think I'm a bust? Hang on. Let me just go ahead and win this playoff game. I'm not upset at it. And it's a monumental meltdown. It's more attributed to the opposing team than it has anything to do with his play. Okay? He still threw those four interceptions. And that's you're not going to throw four interceptions against Kansas City and win a game. Yeah. So... I mean, just, it, it, it's peeving. It, it's definitely irking. It bothers me. But I don't think any higher of him than I have with that performance. Still a bust. Does Justin Herbert deserve to have his name in the top five quarterbacks of the league? Top five worst <laughs> quarterbacks. 25 from 43. Only a touchdown, took three sacks, QBR of 45. Is that game on on him or is that game on Staley? 100% on Staley. He could have sat Mike Williams week 18. What did he do? Played him. He got hurt. You don't have him for the playoffs. I think there's a lot of collective fault because there was a lot of smiles on that bench when it was 27 to nothing. Uh, They were already looking ahead to the next week. They did not finish that game. They were, they were just simply absent. Uh, Justin Herbert was as bad as the rest of his teammates. Like, I can't. I'm not pinning it all on him, but it's it's not good for his resume. He's he's the the Chargers are the social media team. If that's if there's an argument for social media, whatever out there, it's because of the Chargers. Okay. I love that tweet from you, by the way. That was a great tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Social media DB for Derwin James. That was great. No, that was Asante Samuel. Or Asante Samuel. <laughs> he had three yeah. picks, yeah. <laughs> I actually uh I Derwin James had, you know, a bit like a respectable interview. You know, I, I had said some stuff about Joey Bosa and his little tantrum and you know how the way some some of those players carry themselves. But Der, Derwin James had, you know, respectable answers to reporters and you know he wasn't trying to throw a fit he wasn't trying to make a spectacle he needed to answer the question and get off like that's and that's what he did so when when your leading receiver is gerald everett as a tight end six receptions 109 yards nobody is the, the next closest is keenan allen with 61 so nearly 40 yards or nearly 50 yards less um eckler only touched the ball 15 times, 13 carries, and two receptions. Uh, and that's the number one running back in the league by yardage and, and everything else. Um, not- I think – and that falls on Staley's head there. That's a coaching decision, offensive coordinator, whoever it may be. Like, that that falls on your coach. That was well, – we, we complain about that shit as, as Chiefs fans. Like, I mean, it's – love to see it in the fired, Chargers. I'm pretty sure they already fired Joe Lombardi. Yes, the offensive coordinator, coordinator, they did. Could be seeing Eric Bieniemy take an OC job in the division. He doesn't get that head coaching job, man. He needs to do something. He's not going to be a chief. Um, One one quick thing about this game, though. Big surprise here. But there was a sight of a boring report 
at the game, not by me, but by Tony Dungy and Al Michaels. They were god-awful in that game. <laughs> the most boring end to a game ever. If you have this big of a comeback and you're that monotone about you broadcasting that, you should not be in there. <laughs> Neither, I mean, Tony Dungy especially does not have an exciting voice. And, I mean, Al Michaels is just getting up there, man. He's tired, man. He's they got tired. him flying everywhere. He's tired yeah. of doing these late games. And you give him this... It's boring because it's twenty-seven to nothing, which it, it, you know they came back and, and made it somewhat exciting. But the dude's tired and he's and he's bored. They got to give it a little pizzazz, man. Happy games. Just he's a little something now. He's give him a good game to call. Don't give him don't give him uh, Jaguars Chargers. You had a great finish though. Like that's fair. Do something. You got to be better, Al. You got to be better, Al. His his partner's not. I mean. At the age that he is, you gotta you gotta put him with a partner that's gonna kind of you know liven it up a little bit. <laughs> Tony Dungy's not that guy. Like, that's true. Tony and Dungy just, is probably the most boring one out there right now. And Chris Collinsworth is not the right fit. Isn't for that. Chris Collinsworth is not the greatest, but he at least came with energy to keep Al Michaels from falling asleep at six thirty p.m. Hey, look, Al. Here's a guy. No, here's a guy. <laughs> I was you tired from his halftime meal, man. Could have been. Anything else you boys wanted to talk about from Super Wild Card Weekend? Any initial uh, thoughts before the divisional round? Anything like that? Yeah. I went five and one. Same here. We We did not go over that. Um, I am not officially eliminated from Pick'em. Sean yes, and Tybo did go 5-1. I am not. I am not. There are... It's officially unofficial. There You're are seven games because left. Because I'm not going to let you come back. There are seven games left. If Tybo drops all seven, I can at least tie him. Right. So you're going to pick opposite of him on everything? I'm going to have... I'm not going to be able to. It's not yeah. going to happen. not going to happen. Because he I has am to out. go first. Sean... Uh, well, I mean, Sean does get to pick again since he won last week, uh, so he gets to choose where he goes this week since you two tied. Sean is only down by four games. Oh Tybo leads 167. Sean uh, is at 163, so uh, congratulations to you boys still in it. You can you can still pick. I just want like I just want you to know like I'll pick the exact same teams you do so that you literally can't. <laughs> You know what? And I will pick the underdog every single time so that Sean can win. Okay. I will throw this game to you. <laughs> you are officially unofficially eliminated. <laughs> so close. But yet so far away. But not. <laughs> Listen, that is Super Wild Card Weekend. We have the divisional coming up. Like I said, seven games left in the season. You want to make sure that your butts are in seats. We've got the divisional round coming up. Eight teams, four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Make sure you check us back out on Friday to get the lowdown on how those games will go. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs!